Hello, hello, hello. This is Michelle Donatian with Moments with Michelle Donatian. I hope you're all doing well tonight. Uh, we are live on Facebook Live as well. And I'm so excited. I love doing these simultaneously. It's really a great way for those who want to hear the podcast and those who want to watch the video. You both get to do uh, what you like. It just depends on what your taste is. But I'm Michelle Donatian, and I'm with Moments with Michelle Donatian. And I'm so excited because tonight um, we are going to be talking about some wonderful, wonderful things, some exciting things. And I just want to tell you a little bit about uh, Moments with Michelle Donatian. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about the struggles of life and the struggles that we go through in life. We all go through them and how Jesus can get you through them. So I'm so excited about today. It is Monday, and you know the podcast airs 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday. We also have some uh, special broadcasts at times, and um, those are always fun as well. But again, tonight we're going to be talking really about the love of God. We're always, always, I'm always amazed at His love, and I'm always amazed at... Um, what the Lord does in our lives. I'm always amazed when I see his redemptive love. And when I mess up, when you mess up, what do you do? Where do you go? Well, friend, Jesus. I want to share something with you uh, about my own self. And I'm sure you've been there before. But... You know, oftentimes when I'm going in my life, um, or at times when I've gone in my life in the past, I should say, and things don't go as planned, you know? Things don't go exactly the way I thought they were going to go. Things don't go exactly like the textbook or, you know, the beautifully painted picture. In my mind, <laughs> in my mind, what I've learned to do is to trust the Lord God. What I used to do before is I would, I would get so, you know, worried and so like, oh no, I'm, I'm out of the will of God. And my fear is to be out of the will of God. And that's a good fear to have. I want to be in the perfect will of God. But... I trust that my God will lead and guide me. That's where we have to put our trust. We have to stop and we have to remember that if we trust in God, he's always going to lead us and guide us. Sometimes I have no idea what I'm going to do when the Lord says, go do blah, blah, blah. Maybe, you know, call blah, blah, blah. Not a clue what I'm going to say. All I know is the Lord said, call. Now, I'm not a shy person. Anyone that knows me knows I'm not. I'm not quiet. I'm very introspective, but I'm not shy and I'm not quiet. So, excuse me, it goes against my personality for me to be afraid. But we all have times when we've been afraid and we've veered away from the Lord. But I'm here to tell you that 
In order to stay the course, it means keeping your eyes focused on the Lord. That's what it means. Keeping your eyes focused on Jesus Christ. So, we're going to stop and pray for a moment. I just want to pray with you. I just want to pray with you because, oh, it's just wonderful to do. So let's go to the Lord and pray. Lord God, oh God, you are mighty and you are holy and you are wonderful and you are glorious. And we thank you for being the almighty God, the God who created us all, the God of the universe, the God who is always in charge, who is always in control of it all, no matter what it looks like. We thank you, Lord God. I thank you for being who you say you are. I can trust in you and I thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We come together today in your name, in your son Jesus' name, because we want to give him all the glory. We thank you that you have given us a listening ear through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, and we thank you for it. Lord God, we ask that you continue to lead us and continue to guide us. I ask you, Lord God, to touch every heart here tonight that's listening. Every heart here tonight, turn their heart towards you. Soften their heart. Give them revelation, Lord God. That's what we all need, revelation of your Holy Spirit. Revelation through your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you left him here for us. We choose to give you the glory and the honor. I promise to give it to you in Jesus' name. Thanks, Lord. Amen. So, what do you do when things get tough? What do you do when things get difficult? What do you do when things are not the way you planned them? Do you get scared and fearful and think, oh my gosh, oh no, how's everything going to work out? Do you stop what you're doing and just freeze and fear? Well, friends, that's not the way to handle it. And we've all been there before. I have. I've been there before. You see, I've learned through personal experience that the only way to live the Christian life is, <coughs> excuse me, to live it by putting your whole and complete trust in the Lord God. That's the only way. That's the only way. The only way to live the Christian life, to walk it in freedom, is to put your whole trust in Him. No matter what is going on around you, no matter what things sound like, no matter what things look like, put your whole and entire trust in the Lord Jesus Christ because that is where your peace is. That is where your strength is. Your strength isn't in you. Your strength is in the Jesus in you. Think about it. We're born again, and then our spirit is rebirthed. Our spirit is, it comes alive with Jesus. Before you had Jesus, your spirit was not living. Your spirit was not alive. You were a completely different creation. That's what the word says. You, when you became a Christian, 
When you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, he came to live within you, and you were reborn a new creation. You're not even the same person you were before. You're not even the same person you were before. Because Jesus Christ is now living in you. And if he's now living in you, before, when he wasn't living in you, How could you have had, how could you have had him there? How could you have had the power within you? The power comes from the Holy Spirit. And that's the Spirit of God. That's the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And he leads us and he guides us and he gives us uh, correction. And he, 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 he's the one who prompted us who drew us to the Lord Jesus. None may come but those that are drawn by the Holy Spirit. And they're drawn by the Holy Spirit. We are drawn by the Holy Spirit unto Jesus Christ because, <clears throat> excuse me, none may come to the Father but by Jesus Christ. So it's all initiated by the Holy Spirit who, by the way, knows us more than we even know ourselves. More than we even know ourselves. I want to read something to you that struck me today. And it really blessed me. It really, really blessed me. And it's in the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 2, verse 1 and 2. And it says, well, before I read it, before I read it, I want to remind you of something before I go there, okay? The question I asked you before was, what do you do when things don't go well? When things don't go well, do you fall apart? I once had... One of my brothers, I have five brothers, and growing up, I was a tomboy. I was a tomboy. I guess I had to be. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I had to be, but I always felt like I had to be, you know? I don't know what it's like for anybody else in a house full of guys, but for me, I don't have quiet brothers. They're not, they're, they're, they're strong, I should say. They're very strong, and I grew up... And I had to be a strong person, I felt like. And I always, always, always needed to be in control of things. Always in control of my life. And, and, and you say maybe that, oh no, that you should be in control of your life. You misunderstand what I mean. I always felt like I needed to be in control. And if I wasn't in control, well, I don't know what I would do. I always felt like everything needed to be... Just so. So come to me as a Christian, okay? As a Christian. Because I'm a new creation. I'm a new creature now, right? I get saved. I become a Christian. I begin walking with the Lord. I began, you know, reading the word. I began going to church, doing all the things that the word tells us we're supposed to do. We're supposed to fellowship with the believers. 
Oh, because we are one body. We're supposed to have a heart for our fellow believers because we are all one body, all one body of Christ, Jesus. Jesus is the head and we are the body. We are the parts of the body, the head, the joints, the arm. I mean, excuse me, not the head, but we're the ears, the eyes, the mouth, the nose, the joints, the legs. We are part of the body. So these are all the things that I was doing. I, I was supposed to do all those things and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And I had friends who would come and they would help me. And I remember I had a friend. And I still think about her quite fondly. And Michelle was her name. And Michelle and her husband, John, were a really sweet couple. They really were. They still are. But I just remember them really taking me under their wings. I was a brand new baby Christian. I mean, a brand new Christian. I had so many things that I needed to learn, so many things I had no idea about. Because you see, when I became a Christian, I didn't know what it meant to really be a Christian. I grew up, I, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. So, you know, I, I had no idea what it meant. And I was an ugly person. You know, before Jesus, I was a pretty ugly person. And I'm so grateful to Jesus because he made me a new creature, just like any of you. That's what the word says. But... This was me, and I needed, I was really rough around the edges. I had a lot of pride, and that was probably my biggest fall. My biggest problem was pride as a new Christian. Because, you know, I always thought I was better than everybody else. I always did. I really did. I, and I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought I should feel better than everyone else. Because I was. <laughs> That's what I really believed. But I didn't know everything, and I wasn't better than everybody else. You know that. <laughs> I wasn't. And through my life and the things that I dealt with and struggled with, as this brand new baby Christian, Michelle and John took me under their wings. I went to this small church, tiny, tiny church, probably, I want to say, seven families, including the pastor and his wife, and my family. I think about seven families, maybe eight. Small church, but I felt so, I don't know, loved. It was a, it, it was a wonderful experience. It really was. And I think back and no, it wasn't a perfect church and we were just this tiny little group. And, you know, I mean, I was so new. I was on the praise and worship team and you know, I would sing uh, under the Lord and, um, you know, my voice was just okay. Still is just, mm. but I just had a heart to sing under the Lord. And I just, everything I knew about serving God at that time in my life, that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I did. Everything I knew, but I'll tell you, I didn't know much. <laughs> I didn't know much. I really didn't know much. There was so much to learn, so much that I didn't understand. But Michelle and John, they took me under their wing. And I don't think I'll ever forget them. The Lord really used them. And they, they probably don't even know how much they were used. And I think people often don't know how much God uses them in somebody's life. But I sometimes sit back and I think about them. And I thought about them just the other day. And I remember, you know, um... I remember uh, 
you know, some of the little just everyday lessons that I learned. And Michelle was always so open with me. I mean, I remember she told me how much money was in her bank account. And we were talking about budgeting and that kind of thing. Because I was a young mom. I was 18 when I had my daughter. And I was a smart young woman, but I wasn't really ready to be a mom. I had every desire to be the best mom that I could be. And I really tried my hardest, I did. But there were lots, there was a lot to learn. I mean, I was a I was an 18-year-old mom. I was a baby myself. And Michelle knew. I, I don't know if she was in her 30s at that time, probably. I know she wasn't in her 20s. So she was probably in her 30s. Whatever age she was, her and her husband, Michelle in particular, she just took me under her wing. But they were so kind and always so loving. And, you know, I remember Michelle talking to me about, you know, how she, you know, budgeted and how, you know, when her husband John would go to work, she would, uh, you know, pack his lunch. And because back then, you know, I didn't know about that kind of stuff. I, I just really didn't. It wasn't that my parents didn't teach me about being frugal. I just didn't know how. I knew I was supposed to be. And I knew how to cook and that kind of thing. Like I could cook and cook on a budget, but I just didn't know about how to budget. I really had no clue. I knew I was supposed to do it, but I didn't know how to do it. Even like keeping my house clean. I knew I was supposed to do it. You know, my parents were neat freaks, but I didn't know how. And Michelle would just, you know, just as sweet as she was, just as practical. She was a very practical woman. And she would just teach me different things and, you know, and she would tell me, you know, and so I'd go to the grocery store and, and instead of, you know, John going to get, you know, candy at the corner store, I'd buy a big bag, the most economical bag of, I don't know, M&M's, she'd say, and i put it in Ziploc bags and then i pack it with his lunch and that way he has his lunch. And those things were some of the most practical things that I could probably remember in my life. I mean, they were practical. I remember, so I grew up in my house and my parents, you know, we never had, I, I never knew what it was like to go hungry or, you know, not have food or not have what we needed. My father worked very, very hard and my mother worked hard later in life. My father was in the military and we always had what we needed, always. I didn't even know that there were poor people. I really didn't know because growing up, we just had so much and we were so blessed with the abundance that we had. We weren't rich by any stretch, but we had everything we needed. And I was oblivious to, you know, the world around me when it came down to people who didn't have financial things. So, you know, I knew I was supposed to be frugal with money and that kind of stuff because my mother taught me. But Michelle taught me how. And those are the practical things that have stuck with me. My, what my mother taught me stuck with me. But it, I had to put it together with something else. You see, sometimes we feel like, sometimes we get bits and pieces of things. When we become Christians, when we're, you know, new, I was this new baby Christian, I knew that my life was supposed to be better. And I thought my life was supposed to be perfect. Because now that I have Jesus, 
Everything is new and different now. That's what I really thought. And I don't know where I got that thought or got that idea. I really don't know because I wasn't even looking for Jesus when I found him. Clearly, he was looking for me. Clearly. I was not looking for Jesus. I just knew I was looking for something better in my life. And the Lord God was drawing me by his spirit. So I became a Christian because I just started look. I started going to churches. All I did was, I just started going to churches. I mean, go figure. I just started going to churches. And so I found that little church where Michelle and John were. And I remember, like I said, all the little practical tips and things that Michelle taught me. And, and there were other things, but I just really remember she really sat down. I mean, and showed me her, you know, her bank book. She was so, so open about everything. And she really wanted to help. She really did. I mean, she was very practical. And, you know, I was a different person then than I am now. Um, I have a big personality, and I always have. But Michelle was so practical and so sweet. And the things that I learned are the things that God wants us to see. When it comes to the Word of God and the things that we need for everyday life, they're so practical. The things in the Word of God are all so practical. They are not things that we can't understand because God didn't have His Word. He didn't write His Word so that we wouldn't understand. He wrote it so by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, it would feed us every day. And it's all so practical. So the question I brought to you was, well, let me just stop for a minute here. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Do you think the word of God is practical? Your understanding of the word is practical? It should be. It always is. I learned this. And as I look back on my life as a new Christian, when I was a new Christian 20-something years ago, I think about Michelle and John. I don't know if I can, I can, I guess I can say their names. Michelle and John Langley. They were just the sweetest people. God used them to teach me about humility because they were so humble. It was their action. They didn't sit down and say, now Michelle, you know you should be humble. No, it really wasn't that. It was in their lifestyle in the way they lived, both of them, just humble, sweet. I brought my, my daughter with me every time we would come to practice on Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights, and I think Thursday night. This was a long time ago. I'm not 18 anymore, as you can tell by my gray here. <laughs> but every Tuesday night, and I really looked forward to it, and we had Bible study too. 
And Bible study was at different people's houses. Different people um, would host the Bible study. But the two of them and another couple also really stood out to me. This other couple was a blessing to me in another way. And that was Carla and Dave. But God used Michelle and John to teach me about the practicality of the Word of God. You see, living, living the Christian life is simple. It, God didn't say that it wouldn't be full of trouble because His Word says that we will be persecuted, we will have persecution. But the Christian life is simple. It's simple. That's all it is. It's simple. It is relinquish everything over to Jesus. Give him everything. That's it. Give him everything. Tell him I want you to be the Lord of everything in my life. I want you to lead me. I want you to teach me. Whatever is your will, Lord God, so be it. That's the Christian life. It's simple. When we put it into simple terms, practical terms, and apply it to our life, you can walk it out and understand how to live. Without the practicality of the Word of God, we'd all be on our way to hell. There is no peace in things so complicated and so complex. You see, God is a God of order. He never changed and he never will. Everything about him is the same as it always was, is, and always will be. Because he understood whom he created. He created you and I. And you and I need things to be graspable. I'm a woman who needs to be able to walk things out. I'm a woman who wants to understand why. That's who I am. That's me. But I don't always get why. I don't always get the answer. And there's freedom in that. Friends, there's freedom in that. Do you know why? Because I don't have to figure it all out. <laughs> I don't have to figure it all out. God did. I don't have to figure it all out. When I can't understand. I... <laughs> There's so much joy and so much freedom in that I don't have to figure it all out. I know it. God is a practical God. And God will never leave me or forsake me. That's simple. He will never leave me or forsake me. What does that mean in simplicity's sake? It means that all I have to do is remember, oh, wait a minute. He isn't going to leave me or forsake me. When I feel alone and I feel the most alone I've ever been, he isn't going to leave me or forsake me. His word said it. He's simple. Now, I don't want to say God is simple, but his word is simple. Living the Christian life is simple and yet so profound. His word is so profound. So profound and yet so simple because he created his word 
so we could live. Jesus is the Word of God in flesh. Jesus. Jesus came to this earth so he could be an example. He lived the way we lived. He experienced every pain that we experience and more. He experienced every situation we could possibly experience in life. He came to this earth as a baby, just the way we do. And he left this earth having shed his blood on the cross for you and I. You see, friends, we don't have to figure it out. You don't have to figure it out. It doesn't have to be within your understanding. All I know is my Lord God will never leave me or forsake me. When things are crazy and things seem gruff and things seem out of control, Paul and Silas were beaten. I've shared it with you. You've read it in the Word. They were beaten because they did the will of the Father. And they didn't fall apart and fall to pieces and say, it's just not fair. It's just not, how can I live this life? No, no, no. They prayed and they praised God. That's simple. You see, God gave us this word and it says that it's our bread, our daily bread. We must eat it daily or we will die, spiritually die. Spiritual death means a separation, a permanent separation from the Lord Jesus. And the more you go away from him, the further you get. And we don't even realize it. The Christian life is a simple life. Give it all over to Jesus. All of it. Everything. Your children. Your husband. Your wife. Your parents. Your brothers. The problem with your sister. The problem you're having with your boss at work. Your boss doesn't like you. Your neighbors can't stand you. The problem down the street. The neighborhood's not good. You're having a hard time paying the bills. You lost your job. Whatever it is, the Christian life is simple. Give it all to Jesus. All of it. Remember what his word says. Hold on to his word. Thank him for his word. And keep your eyes on him. I'm going to read two things to you. The first thing I'm going to read is 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 and 2. And it says, Now I beseech you, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Don't be shaken. No matter who it is. He said, nor by letter as from us. So he was saying, you know, they were having all these problems. Paul, Silas, Timothy, Paul, let's just say Paul. They were having all these problems. And he said, don't be shaken by the letters you receive from us. 
Don't forget who has you in his hand. The Lord God, your Father in heaven. He will never ever leave you. Even if you try to leave him, he will draw you and draw you by his spirit and draw you. You feel that tugging in your heart right now? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go to Psalms 23 because we have two minutes left. I try to, I want to go there. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Psalms 23. And he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. These are promises. These are truths. These are God. God is truth. Anything that's truth is him. It comes from him. His word is truth. He cannot be separated from his word. The Lord God cannot be separated from his word. Jesus is the word in flesh. That's what the word of God says. Everything in his word is proven by itself. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Right there. I'm going to stop. I'm going to read the rest. Thou anointest my head. Keep your mind right there. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Okay, follow along, but I'm going to take you back to verse 5. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Does that mean that you're going to fall apart because you have trouble in your life? No, it means just what it says. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord God is mighty. And if you're sitting here today saying, I need that surety that my life is going to be okay. Maybe you're saying, Michelle, I don't have that surety. I don't have that promise. I can't hold on to that like you can. I told you the Christian life is simple. You give it to Jesus, all of it to Jesus. Give your heart to him now today. If you don't have that, if you don't have that peace, if you don't have that understanding that no matter what is going on, everything's going to be okay. It is well with my soul. It is well with your soul when you have Jesus Christ. I know you're feeling that tugging in your heart. I know you hear that. You, you feel it. You're just wondering what is that that, that that you feel in your heart like something's pulling you. That's the Holy Spirit drawing you. You see, he prepared this time right now for you to pray and for you to turn your life over to Jesus Christ.
So I'm going to just pray right now, and I want you to pray with me. Confess it with your mouth. Mean it with your heart. If you're ready, if you're ready, and I know you are, to give your life over to Jesus so that you will have the promise that he will take care of everything. He'll give you peace. That's his promise. Pray with me now. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I know that I'm a sinner and I have sinned against you. But today I choose to give you my heart. I ask you to forgive me for living in sin. I ask you to forgive me for committing sin against you. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross so that my sins would be forgiven. I believe that you are my way to the Lord God. I believe that if I believe on you, that I will die and be with you and my Lord God in heaven forever. Thank you. I ask you, Jesus, to come live in my heart today. And I give it all over to you, all my problems. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, welcome to the kingdom. Welcome to the family. Oh, I wish I could just hug you. But you'll have to take this. So, remember friends, the Christian life is simple. For you new believers out there, the Christian life is simple. Read your Bible. Do what it says. Ask God to give you revelation. The Holy Spirit will give it to you. That is God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And he'll teach you more than you could ever learn. My friends, thank you for for listening. Thank you so much. May the God that we serve be with you, the Lord God in heaven, give you peace. May you see the peace that he gives you and all the wonderful blessings in your life. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Anchor on the app. You can also go to uh, iTunes and also... You can find us on a new page. You can just listen to us right online. And it's so new. I'm looking at the name here. And you can go, uh, oh my goodness. I'm going to post it. Uh, I'm going to post it there um, on uh, online. Um, it's radiopublic.com. I thought maybe I didn't have it there. Well, it's radiopublic.com. So you can go to radiopublic.com. The link is on my Facebook page. It's on my Instagram page. You can go right there and you can connect. So God bless you, friends. Share, rate, subscribe so that you always hear when the newest podcast is coming out, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for watching and listening. Good night.